0: you are locked on magic your daily podcast on the orlando magic part of the locked on podcast network your team every day
1: and you are indeed locked on magic today is october 19th 2017 my name is phil brosvenreich i'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com here to recap all the sights and sounds from Orlando's 116-109 to victory over the Miami Heat. They are officially 1-0. Shut the season down. The Magic are your NBA first-night champions. Maybe not. Maybe they are. I don't know. Let's get into the nitty-gritty of this game. I'll talk about a few issues coming from the game, recap the game, of course, like I always do, and then talk just a little bit more about a, a specific aspect, talk a little bit more about the grit, And the adversity that the Magic faced and overcame to win this one. Of course, I would be remiss if I didn't start out by saying that you can check out some other great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network. You can find them all on iTunes. Just search for Locked On, your second favorite NBA team, to download a great podcast just like this one that gets into the nitty-gritty and the day-to-day details of your favorite team. These are um, really the details that you're looking for if you're trying to follow a team and get the lowdown on them. So if you're looking to learn a little bit more from the Miami Heat's perspective, Wes Goldberg and David Ramil do a great job on Locked on Heat. Fantastic podcast. I definitely recommend you listen to them. You can also check out Locked on Nets as the Orlando Magic gets set to take on the Brooklyn Nets. They have a new they have a new host I, I don't actually know their host Gavin Shaw is the host of locked on Nets. I'm sure he does a great job. I'll be listening to that to him to get set for Friday's game. But let's dive right into Wednesday's game. The first game of the season was so exciting to get the magic out on the floor and to a large extent they played a pretty good game. but it came down to the wire. Magic had a 17-point lead in the fourth quarter. It seemed like they were going to coast to a victory. Then all of a sudden, Hassan Whiteside got a little angry, started playing a little bit better. The Heat started attacking more. The Magic kind of went into a little bit of a ball. And all of a sudden, it was a two-point game with about two and a half minutes to play. Enter Evan Fournier. The Magic had reloaded with their starters a little while ago. They were kind of going back and forth offensively, offensively, but they couldn't get any stops. So they come out of a timeout up by two points. And Evan Fournier comes around a double screen, curls around a double screen, and hits a three-pointer to make it a five-point game. Gave the Magic the breathing room that they needed. The next possession, only up three now. Fournier runs the same exact play and finds Nikola Vucevic on the wing for a jumper to make it a five-point game. He would add one more as he scored seven points in the final two and a half minutes of play. Terrence Ross stepping up with a huge block of Hassan Whiteside after the Heat had three cracks at the basket, and the Orlando Magic pulled out a 116-109 to 109 victory. There is something to say that the Magic blew such a big lead, a 17-point lead in the fourth quarter. The bench was playing okay to that point. I remember saying specifically entering that fourth quarter that the Magic had the worst bench in the league after the All-Star break last year. Jonathan Simmons, at that point, had scored 10 of the 20 points off the bench for the Magic. And so, the Magic's ability to win the game would be reliant upon their bench maintaining the lead. That did not precisely happen. The Magic did not exactly maintain the lead. By the time the starters came in, it was about a 9 or 7 point game. And Miami's momentum was already set. So, yes the Magic still have a long way to go and still have a lot that they need to improve on to get where they want to go eventually. But overall, you take all that out, you take, you take out some of that, and you kind of cut through a little bit of the noise because it is the first game, so who knows what's really real quite yet. You take that all out, and it was a game where the Magic obviously showed a lot that they need to improve on, but also showed that they can be pretty good.
2: Well, I, yeah, honestly, I thought we would we would play a little better than we did. You know, I, I thought we played well. Um, you know, but we gave up 56 points in the paint. You know, and our our, our individual containment I thought was pretty good. You know, but we just missed missed uh, some coverages and um, didn't take care of the glass well enough. And um, and then offensively, we executed and we've been really playing. You know, to work the possession for great shots. And I thought we had too many forces throughout the game, you know, during a stretch in the fourth quarter, like we talked about, and uh, just throughout the game. But, you know, I chalk it up for opening game jitters, you know, if you can um, make mistakes like that and come out with a win, you know, you're able to teach and uh, keep it moving forward.
1: And so, you could tell that that Frank Vogel felt like there was a lot that the team could improve on, but generally things were very good. Orlando had 11 fast-break points, to so Miami's two. I I don't think we emphasize that enough, that, that even though Miami may not be a fast-breaking team, the Magic really limited their opportunities, their easy opportunities in transition. Uh, but Orlando held Miami to 43.1% shooting, 44 for 102, 8 for 30 from beyond the arc. They gave up only 17 free throws, forced 13 turnovers for 22 points. The Magic did a lot of really, really good things overall, and we saw a lot of what we saw during the preseason. The Magic really emphasized pushing the pace and getting out, out on the break, and 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 sometimes to their own detriment, it felt like. But Orlando also did a good job scrambling and crowding the paint and and making life tough for those that got into the into the lane. I, I didn't think Orlando's ball containment was as good as maybe Vogel did, but once the Magic really settled into this game. They dominated the pace of the game. According to NBA.com, it was paid at, played at a 109 pace, which is very fast. 100, 102 shots for the Heat. 90 shots for the Magic. 29 free throw attempts for the Magic. So the Magic were definitely on the attack, and they were the aggressors all game. I thought it was an interesting quote from Eric Spolstra after the game. Eric Spolstra said, quote, We were on our heels virtually the majority of the night. And you have to give credit to Orlando, they play with great speed, athleticism, pace. They had us backing up on our heels, reacting rather than dictating and imposing our will on the game. And it felt like we were just playing catch-up the majority of the night. We never really got a handle on our defense. There was a stretch there for the last three minutes when it was extremely desperate. You saw a different level of energy in getting the loose balls, but that's obviously a formula for us to give up 116, end quote. High praise from Eric Spolster there for the Magic and their new style of play, as Orlando again, really pushing the pace, really getting after, really playing with a lot of energy. I thought Orlando came out; they were a little bit nervous, or or they let Miami dictate the play. The Heat scored 37 points in the first quarter, really pushed the te- pushed the tempo their way. They made a lot of shots. Orlando wasn't, and it looked like it was going to be a lot of the same for Orlando. Certainly did in the fourth quarter as well. But good play from several key Magic players brought the Magic back, kind of under control. And back on the right foot, where they were dominating the pace of play. I have to point out Jonathan Simmons really changed the energy of the game in the first quarter, helped the Magic stay in the game and make this a run of make a good run of it. Uh, DJ Augustin actually I thought played a really solid game. Uh, he had some, he was a little loose with the ball in his first stint, uh, but once the second quarter came around, it seemed like he really calmed down, made some nice plays, got in the paint. Uh, fourth quarter was a little bit of a struggle for him as he got a little bit afraid of Hassan Whiteside and his shot-blocking ability. But several other players played fantastic, too. In fact, I would argue all five starters did something positive throughout the game and were generally more positive than negative. Evan Fournier, of course, led the way with 23 points on 9 for 17 shooting, 3 for 5 from beyond the arc. Uh, Nikola Vucevic, 19 points, 13 rebounds, 6 for 12 shooting, missed all three of his three-pointers, but got to the line eight times, 7 for 8 from the foul line made that big shot as well at the end. Terrence Ross, cannot talk a lot more about him. 15 points, 5 for 11, 3 for 7 from me on the arc, 6 rebounds, 4 assists, 2 steals. Made a lot of really nice plays, good energy energy plays in the second half, particularly as the Magic built up their 17-point lead. Alfred Payton, 13 points, 6 for 12, 9 assists, 3 rebounds. And Aaron Gordon, 14 points, 9 rebounds on 4 for 13 shooting. Not a great shooting night for Aaron. Thought he tried to be a little bit of the star too much, and that got him into trouble. The Miami Heat were led by Hassan Whitesides. 26 points, 22 rebounds. A lot of that coming in the fourth quarter when he just started to dominate the game. Actually hit a three-pointer. It was scary. Uh, Goran Dragic, 17 points, 6 for 19 shooting, 6 assists for him. And the Heat also got 15 points from Dion. Waiters, 7 for 17 from the floor. Overall, though, the Magic played a really good game. Um, it's hard to say that they did not deserve to win this game. They were the better team tonight from start, to, more or less from start to finish. So there are definitely some pockets where they weren't. They were in control of this game, they controlled the tempo, and played exactly how they want to play. Of course, the question is. What do you do to stop those crazy runs? I think the Magic gave up a 28 to 7 run after they went up 15 uh, up by 17 points. Um, really had to hold on to this one. Had to hold on to the bitter end in this one. And in the process, they may have learned a pretty valuable lesson about themselves and what they can do. Ace's place with the
0: helpful hardware folks.
1: It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year.
2: Two or three years ago, that's a game we lost. It uh, uh, Shows growth uh, from us players. Uh, it's a good win, but you know we got we got to get the stops, man. Uh, we got to get the stops and uh, make sure you know when we're struggling to get good shots. Uh, you know it's always connected. Defense offense is always connected, and I think some of our shots uh, make them run, and uh, they have op- open threes, layups, and so uh, that's how they got more momentum. Uh, momentum. <clears throat>
1: That was Evan Fournier talking about his thoughts as the game came to a close and as the Magic uh, tried to hold off the Miami Heat. And, you know, the question was was posed kind of to him, you know, did, how did you feel as the Heat were coming back and then just before he really took over the game? And, and of course, Evan Fournier said he had confidence that, that, that he could pull the game out. Uh, that, was just, that was a sentiment that was echoed by Aaron Gordon. But at the same time, you heard Fournier there also say, two or three years ago that's a game that we lose. And so it's a sign of maturity in in some respect that the magic were able to pull the game out. Yes. It would have been nicer if the magic had kept a 17 point lead and yes it would have been nicer if it, they coasted to a comfortable victory when then when the magic went up by 17 it was on a Jonathan Isaac dunk. Um the crowd was going crazy. I mean it was as loud as I've heard the Amway Center in a very very long time. Uh not quite AJ Styles debut at the Royal Rumble loud, but but it was loud. Um, but it definitely, it definitely was a a learning lesson for the team that they got to learn how to go for the kill a little bit, but with the game on the line and the magic holding on for dear life, they survived. The fact of the matter is when you enter these early games, you don't know anything about your team. The preseason is the preseason. It means as little or as much as you want it, and it should mean very little overall. But what you also have to realize here is that every team is going to face a little bit of adversity over the course of a season. You know, I mentioned when the Magic played the Heat in the preseason, that Orlando really struggled defending the three-point line. It was their starters that struggled to defend the three-point line. And Vogel made an adjustment to limit the three-point shot. The Magic took it, and they succeeded with it. And to me, while Miami didn't play their starters as heavily in that game as Orlando did, that was a point to me, that this team could respond in a way that they couldn't last year. That was a little bit of adversity. In Wednesday's game, the Magic faced much more adversity. They struggled off the bat defensively. They gave up 37 points in the first quarter. They responded by giving up 18 in the second and 23 in the third. They gave up only 41 points in the middle two quarters. And that's how they took the lead 56 to 41 in the middle two quarters. And even though they gave up 37 points, they scored 32. And even though they gave up 31 in the fourth, they gave up 28. They scored 28. So the Magic kept pace a little bit. They found a way. And facing and beating these, these, these challenges is absolutely critical to a team taking that next step. It's absolutely one of the big things that we have to learn about this Magic team and is certainly a positive takeaway from Wednesday's game.
2: Yeah, when we talked about adversity pregame, you know, in the preseason, you know, the wins and losses don't really matter. And, uh, you know, a team goes on a run and it is what it is, you know. And once once the season comes around, that's when, you know, that's the first time your group really faces adversity. You know, hey, we got to get this win and, Man, they're, they're on a run, they're making everything, and we can't get any kind of rhythm offensively. And uh, we saw a little bit of that tonight, and, and we responded from it. So, uh, again, another thing that our group can, can draw confidence from, and, you know, another, uh, another positive
1: sign. As Fournier noted earlier, and as Vogel notes there, this was a positive sign. This was a sign that the team can fight back, that the team can dig down and find the will it takes. To win these types of games. To just, to, to just build on that. That's something the Magic have to do now. Because last year, the hallmark of last year's team, they would face these situations in wilt. There's no getting around it. You don't lose by 30 points by accident. Looking at you, Phoenix. You don't struggle that mightily by accident. If you if, if, if you can't face these difficult challenges, then you're not going to win. And so the magic faced that challenge. They faced that challenge. On Wednesday night. And they came away. With a big win. Not only a big win against a division rival. Against a state rival. They proved to themselves that that they can do this. That when the going gets tough. What they run can work. They can trust it. To get them a good shot. They can trust each other. To get themselves out of a hole when it happens. This was a humongous win in that sense. Because it showed the magic that their work is going in the right direction. Now it is just one game, so maybe you shouldn't overreact. But these lessons certainly breed confidence, as Vogel hinted at. And that's a good place to start
2: every success builds confidence in your group big big success small success um, you know so that that definitely uh, falls into that bucket you know our guys are going to draw some confidence in this that you know we didn't play a great basketball game we're still still were able to, to win against a team that was the best best team in the Eastern Conference the second half of the season last year you know so we will draw some confidence from that but we know we got a lot to work on
1: Indeed, the Magic do have a lot to work on. It is just one game. There was plenty of struggle in this game. Uh, Eight for twenty-one for me on the arc. Fifteen turnovers. uh, The fourth quarter, as a whole, was definitely a struggle for this team. But plenty to take away positive too. And like I said, that ability to fight. You know, Jonathan Simmons, like I said, had such a big impact on this game. Really changed the tenor of the game physically and helped the Magic get back, get take control. The Magic got to learn how to finish. They've got to learn how to dominate games, how to take a 17-point lead and maintain it late when the, when the opponent gets desperate. But learning how to hold them off, learning how to how to execute at the end, that's also really valuable too, especially in this first game. Some historical tidbits for you. The Magic are now over 500 for the first time since January 14th, 2016. That is the London game against the Toronto Raptors during the Scott Skiles year. They also won their first opening night game since the 2013 season. That would be Jacques Vaughn's first game as head coach. And so the Magic are certainly off on the right foot right now. I want to thank you all for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. We'll be back tomorrow with another episode. I'll preview the weekend games as well as talk about a few other issues concerning the Magic as we head into the weekend and the continuation, I guess the continuation, of the NBA regular season as we hit Games 2 and 3 pretty quickly here for the Orlando Magic. You can, of course, follow the podcast on Twitter at LockedOnMagic as well as like us on Facebook at LockedOnMagic. You can subscribe on iTunes, Audioboom, Stitcher, tune in all the fun places you download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. And, of course, you can follow me on Twitter at philipr__omd, as well as follow the website on Twitter at at omagicdaily. And, of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. Once again, the final score, the Orlando Magic 116, the Miami Heat 109. It feels good to be 1-0 if you are a Magic fan today. But for now, for Locked On Magic and Orlando Magic Daily, this has been Philip Ross and Reich. I will see you all again tomorrow on another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Aces is the place with the helpful hardware folks.
0: It's Aces biggest LED light bulb sale of the year.